everybody to WTL, Where's the Line, Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron, <laughs> the Parlay Pounder. You got it. We're back. Oh, yes, we are, and you're wearing a lot of purple over there, yeah. trying to pull for your uh, Lakers. King James, baby. King James, and <laughs> let's start right there with the association. Yeah. And I believe we want to talk about a game for Thursday night, tonight, yeah. right? Yeah, Nine tonight. o'clock tip. And I guess that's kind of an earlier game compared to some of these tip-offs. Yeah, 10.30, 10.35. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be on TNT. That's the Sacramento Kings taking on the Golden State Warriors. The Sacramento Kings jump out to a 2-0 lead. You were saying on the way over here, Golden State's never been down 0-2 yeah. recently. You know, last Not five, six Curry years. Era. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Uh, led team. <laughs> and uh, here we go. Warriors, backs against the wall. They are a five-and-a-half point favors of what I'm seeing. Yeah, Andy. And that's and it, it opened up bigger than that with seven-and-a-half point when it came out. Yeah, yeah. But that was when Draymond was still available for the Warriors. <laughs> he just got sat down by the Poor league. Guy. Just uh, one game suspension. So he is out for game three. So you see that point. I think it's going to even get even closer by game time oh, yeah? that the Kings are – so much money is going to flow in on the Kings that um, – you know, it's going to get a lot tighter line than that. But no one should be surprised at what Sacramento is doing right now. The no. Kings have been proving their doubters wrong all year long. Yes, they have. Uh, remaining a legitimate contender in the Western Conference. Game three is intriguing, Andy, because the Kings were the best road team in the Western Conference during yeah. the regular season, 25 and 26. Yeah. However, the Warriors were the second best home team with a 33 and 8 record at right. home. Yeah. Everything that I've been hearing on, you know, ESPN radio and, you know, on TV and everything uh-huh. is the Warriors cannot play on the road. This is this they're back. They're back in San Fran. Yep, they're, they're back in the Bay. So they're going to come out with a lot of fight because, they're like you said, the back's against the wall right now. So I do believe that they win this game even without Draymond, but it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight on that five and a half, maybe. I mean, and yeah. there's, there's almost a plus to this as far as Draymond Green and stomping on people yeah. and then getting called out for it and uh, getting a one game. <laughs> Golden State's been through this. Yeah. I mean, it seems like every playoffs, every season, yeah. Draymond has to do something very Draymond-ish. Mm-hmm. And get a one, two, maybe even a three game suspension. <laughs> and then Golden State will rally around that. Yeah. Um, I do think you got to like how uh, Kevin Looney has been playing these playoffs, yeah, averaging sure. about 10 points per game or 10 rebounds per game. They need that. They're going to need even more of him uh, with Draymond down, obviously. Uh, Steph Curry. Yeah. I mean, we've been saying for years now, he's averaging 30 points a game. Yeah. He's the shortest guy out on the court. At every time, yep. Pick him up at half court. I mean, I can only hear our <laughs> high school coach screaming. Yeah, exactly. Pick him up at half yeah. court. The thing with it is that they got a couple other shooters that are very good, but yeah, right. you've got to lock down on Steph, but not a lot of people can do that. I mean, De'Aaron Fox said it you know, yeah. right after the press conference. There's a reason he's the best yep. shooter of all time and one of yeah. the be- you know most elusive players of all time. So yeah. I really I really like that, Andy, what you were just saying there. Uh, one thing that I really want to go into right now, Andy, is the series line is still... Still plus money for the Warriors. Ooh. So it's a plus 150 bet. I know that's not a lot of value, but mm-hmm. I still think it's a very good shot that yeah. the Warriors come back and win this just oh, yeah. because of the reasons that we just said. Yeah, and I've been hearing a lot back and forth, really. Like, I can't get a. Yeah. Usually I can kind of find a trend between the talking heads out there yeah. um, on, on a line, but for the total here at 239 and a half, <laughs> I hear. I hear Four guys saying this, four guys saying that, yeah. and no one can agree. What, how are you leaning yeah, on this? Yeah, no, one? I'm going to sidestep that yeah. that, <laughs> that 239. If anything, I would go under. Yeah. But, again, with Draymond out, there's going to be less defense in this game. Right. And these shooters are going to be, you know, throwing it up. Mm-hmm. Steph, Clay, Andrew Wiggins, all of them are going to be shooting lights out. Yep. De'Aaron Fox is going to be running. Malik Monk is going to be running. Yep. So I believe they can get to that total. If I had to lean, I would lean on the under. Right. But again, I'm going to sidestep that and just go with the Warriors to win. I feel the exact same way. I'm going to I'm going to stay away from that, but if I had to bet it, I'd probably be looking at that under. And what's the latest with Sabonis? Because he was in a lot of pain there. Yeah, no, I think he's good to go. Is he? Obviously, he's, he's going to try and get back there because, you know, a, a game without Draymond 
on, he's going to be licking his lips trying to get as many points as he can. So yep. I think Sabonis in, Draymond out. Warriors still get it. All right, let's move on to another intriguing matchup. That is the Phoenix Suns taking on the L.A. Clippers. That's a 930 tip at Crypto.com Arena. That's another nice arena there (laughs) in L.A. Rest in peace, Staples. Yep. Yep. Uh, And Phoenix. The yeah. road team is yeah. a. I'm looking at a two and a half point consensus here across the books, kind of a two and a half point average. That's what it is. Over under sitting at two twenty seven, Andy, mm-hmm. two twenty eight, wherever you can find it best. Um, if anything was made clear through the first two games, it is the Clippers and the Suns are evenly matched squads. Yeah. I know that's. Yep. I know that's crazy to, that it sounds like with the big four over on Phoenix, but uh. Kawhi Leonard is one of the best players. Yeah. In the NBA, and Russell Westbrook has shown that no matter you know his shooting, you know whatever hey, he's yes he's streaky there's, shooting. There's Batman's, there's Robins. Yes, he's a great Robin. Exactly. That you know that provided me with the confidence that the Clippers can win this series, mm-hmm. but definitely play better at home mm-hmm. against this Phoenix team. And until Phoenix really gets that alpha, I I really don't know if they can you know, have the legs to win this championship, Andy. Mm, So I really like the Clippers in this game, but my best bet, Andy, is that over 227. I just think, you know, the total is hit over in uh, each of the Clippers' last five home games, as well as eight of the Suns' last nine away games. So I I just just trending, this over's going to hit. Yeah, that over's at a minus 108, and... uh, Little cliff note there, and I was gonna I was gonna go to there as well. Yeah. So I really like that you brought that up. <laughs> uh, Phoenix has smacked that over four of their last five yeah. games, extending back into uh, the the regular season. So uh, everything is pointing towards smacking that over. I agree. In this one, any other little nuggets? No, uh, I mean just like I said on the other one, the the the, uh, the series right now. Mm-hmm. Is plus money for the Clippers to take this at a plus two sixty to win this series. Obviously, that is a hard job to do against this Phoenix Suns team, but I yeah. think that's great value at plus two sixty when they're at one one going to Los Angeles for two games. So yeah. I really like that value for the Clippers to win this series at plus two sixty. So that is my little nugget if I had one. Yeah, and the Clippers are four and one straight up in their last five games. Yeah. Also going back to that total, the Clippers have smacked the over five of their last six <laughs> games. So this, is, and I think everyone saw that in that first matchup. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard just turns it back on. Yep. He's one of those special players that actually can do that. Uh, and Westbrook, I do think he's a great complimentary piece. For sure, he's fitting right in there. Uh, Paul George is doing his thing. Yeah, sitting uh, on the bench. <laughs> well, hey, he's hurt. <laughs> he's hurt too. But that's that's what uh, the Clippers. This kind of what you signed up for. This yeah, is what you no thought doubt. you were going to see. Uh, and you know, every once in a while, you're going to get that matchup, and I think that's what the Suns have kind of gotten here. I agree. Should be an entertaining game. Should be a good one, to Should say the least. Should be fun. Should be fun. All righty. And then another night game, 730 Friday, Friday night. That's uh, do you, Are you still a Cleveland fan? A little bit. LeBron's moved on. <laughs> but the Cavaliers are heading on out to New York Yeah. Uh, to take on the surging Knicks, would you say? I don't know, but yeah. they are the one-and-a-half-point favorites that over under the total set at 211 and a half. Yeah, Andy. And this is this is one of the, you know, better playoff matchups that we're going to get mm-hmm. just as both teams with the same amount of talent. Yeah, yeah. Knicks and Cavs, the Knicks looked as bad as you can get in game 2, but they were, you know, now returning home at the right time. Mm-hmm. The Garden will be rocking. The Knicks New yeah. York faithful has been wanting a team like this for ages ever since, you know, Patrick 96, Ewing, 97. John yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the Knicks beat the Cavs comfortably, you know, both times during the regular season at home. So I, you know, Julius Randle's back healthy. I really like the Knicks in this game. I'm going with the home team. Yeah. Uh, but my best bet, Andy, is there's a first half spread at um, .5 points towards the Knicks. I really think they mm. get out and go early okay. in this one. So I'm taking them by a half point in sense. the first half. I really think that's going to hit. I just think they they got more gas. It's going to be rocking in there. Take that first half spread towards the Knicks. Man, three quarters of the money. 75% of the money overall is coming in on the Cleveland Clav- Cavaliers. Yeah. So betters, uh, whether it's the Sharps, the Squares, whoever, they're all thinking Cleveland can get it done in the garden, but you're not seeing it that way. No, I just don't think that that's, you know, 
apparent of what we saw the first two uh-huh. games. I mean, obviously the Knicks got ran out of the building, but that was desperation mode for Cleveland. There's no way that they can drop two games in Cleveland to start the series right. and feel good going into New York. So mm-hmm. that was a desperation move by Cleveland in Game 2 to get back you know, 1-1. Uh, and I really think the Knicks are going to have the same energy coming into New York in Game Three, first uh, mm-hmm. you know playoff game the Knicks have hosted in a while right. that they feel really good about. Right, so right. I really like Not the Knicks, Knicks in this one. I think they might win by ten plus, just uh, you know kind of running away with it at the end. And you got to love Julius Randle, for double sure. double guy here in the playoffs, averaging over twenty five points per contest yeah. and ten rebounds per contest. Just a beast. He's the uh, man. You know, and golly, they're talking about trading him and this and that. The last couple of seasons, I'm really glad that uh, New York kept him and he is producing. As is on the other side, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Spider. My God, 28 points <laughs> per game, and as you mentioned, just showed out the last time, uh, last time there in, in Cleveland. Yeah, no, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland are you know one of the best backcourts in the entire NBA that don't get enough recognition. Right. But uh, again, this yeah, game's in New Cleveland. York. Yep. Go Knicks. Uh, I think they get it done on Friday night. Do you got a parlay play or are you going to save it? I'm going to save oh. a parlay play for later in the <laughs> okay. broadcast. Keep the viewers wanting it, yeah. you know. But no, uh, Knicks, Clippers, Warriors. There we go. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. If you, you guys slap it together however you need to do it. Well, let's take a quick minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been enjoying the Ale Storm, the official beer of Omaha's AAA baseball team, the Storm Chasers. Specifically crafted, offering a flavorful balance between a Pilsner malt and Sterling hops, making it the perfect baseball beer. I can attest to that. I think it's pretty good. Yes, very good. Perfect baseball beer for a perfect baseball team. Brewed in America by Americans right here in Nebraska. Yeah. World class in every glass. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by Gibran. Oh, the parlay <laughs> pounder. Yes, sir. Back at it again on Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. We already talked a little NBA playoffs, and yep. you're starting to get a little heated up there. Three primetime matchups on Thursday Heck and Friday. Yeah. Now we got to talk UFC and some championship boxing. Let's do it. All right, let's head on over to the Apex back in Las Vegas for a Saturday night fight. Pretty good card here. Let's yeah. start with Brad Tavares, the middleweight bout against Bruno Silva. Uh, who do you got here? It looks like Silva's the underdog at plus 130. I'm seeing a lot of places. Yeah, Brad Tavares sitting there at minus 167 right now. Yeah, like you said, this is a sharp middleweight strikers meetup in a fantastic mm-hmm. matchup. You know, Tavares is a tough boxer with a great jab, although he was outpaced by DDP in a weird fight his last time out, but who isn't? Yeah, you I was going to say a lot of people. By DDP. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Bruno Silver is a powerful and aggressive kickboxer who's had a tough fight with Alex Pereira, who we just saw uh, <laughs> against Izzy. So, yeah. although his last fight against uh, Mirzakart was, you know, very concerning as he was finished after a bad performance, but uh, I'm going to lean with Tavares here for my pick. As you know, it's hard to trust Silver right now just because he's yeah. had two in a row that he kind of, you know, haven't right. hasn't bounced back from yet. Mm-hmm. So after his last showing, but for my bet, I like the over in this matchup over two and a half rounds. I do believe Ooh. it goes the full distance okay. as both men have proven to be, you know, very durable over their careers. And I see the value in betting yeah. neither to get finished at an underdog price at uh, right now at minus one hundred for that over. Yeah, this is really a, a fight that <clears throat> mirrors one another. Yeah, and, I mean, both these guys have about the same measurements. Uh, 6'1", 6'0", 185", 186", and they're both coming off losses. No doubt about it. Uh, And the records are about the same, 19-8 for the American Tavares and 22-8. So, yeah, that's why you're seeing such a – not the tightest of lines. It's not like a pick-em, but plus 130, you know, that's – yeah, that's not too far out. There. No, it's it's not. And you know, Bruno. I'm not saying Bruno doesn't have a chance to win this fight. He definitely does. But if you're going to go with how they look lately, Brad Tavares looks like the better fighter right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe he gets the finish. Over two and a half rounds is my best bet. All right, I, I'll, I'll go along with that. Why not? There you go. All right, should we head on over to the heavyweight? Let's do it. 
Main event. Main event of the night. Everybody knows these guys. The number three contender in the world, Sergey Pavlich. Yep. The powerful Pavlich from yep. Russia. Taking on Curtis Blades, a fan favorite. He is the number four contender right yep. now. Hailing out of the United States. What do we got here? Blades at a minus 172 favorite. Yeah, Pavlovich in there at plus money, plus 135. A title shot, I believe, Andy, may be on the line for this massive heavyweight main event. Blades has been known as one of the most dominant wrestlers in the division for mm-hmm. some time now, mm-hmm. uh, with you know, without the exception of John Jones, who just you know returned. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah. over that time, he has <laughs> developed some solid boxing as well, you know, and real power behind it. Sergi has burst onto the scene with a streak of round one knockouts over some of the most feared brawlers in the UFC. Most recently, yeah. Derek Lewis and Ty Tuivasa, two of the yeah. our favorite fighters that we t- yeah. like to talk about on the show here. So, yeah. although his wrestling has been a concern with you know the All Star Overeem fight being you know hard to ignore, mm-hmm. this has been a tough pick to fight, uh, uh, a tough fight to pick. Sorry. Uh, but overall, I think Blades has more ways to win Blades this again. fight. Uh, he has more of a high high level experience against really really good mm-hmm. fighters, and then making you know I think he's the rightful favorite here. In the line shows that good enough boxing, good enough striking to uh, you know hang in there with Pavlovich, yeah. and he can also get him with some of those leg kicks, lower body leg kicks. Yep. Uh, Pavlovich, uh, you just look at the man's guns. You know there's some power behind that punch. Yeah. And that, I think that kind of surprised old Tui, old Bam Bam. Oh, no doubt. He's like, oh, you're going to stand in here with me? Great. And Pavlovich is like, you're going to think that here in a minute. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> Gave him uh, quite the wall up there. Yeah. Um, do you think... Do you see a knockout coming here, or do you think this one might go all five? Yeah, no. What I I don't know if I see a knockout, Andy. I might see a submission, though, by Blades. Oh, there we uh, go. I really think that he's going to get... Pavlovich off of his game, get him on the ground, and once that happens, I think Curtis Blades gets him with the mm. you know rear naked choke or something like that, right. and really gets him. So I am going under uh, two and a half rounds on this fight, Andy, wow. at minus one forty. So I really do believe that. Some, I don't know if it's going to be a knockout or a finish, but my best bet is to go under the two and a half rounds. Under the under the two and a half. Well, wow, that's that's a key number there. You, yeah, you know what I mean. Because yeah. otherwise, it probably would go if you can get it over that. Uh, especially with two guys that really punch with so much power. Yeah, uh, I like what you're saying there about Blades, and it kind of feels to me like you could really start, if you believe one thing, it leads to another, and it leads to another. You could really start stacking up <laughs> No, exactly. A, a different and, type and of That's what I'm there. saying with the under on rounds is like, even if Blades doesn't win, Sergi has the power to end this at any right. point. You know, in the first or second mm-hmm. round, so mm-hmm. I really believe that Blades gets the victory. So right. that minus one seventy two isn't terrible odds. Yeah, but I really like that under at the minus one forty. So I'm going to go with the under is the best bet of the UFC night for me. Hey, give me the American as well. I'll there go with go. the Blades over the Russian. What there the heck? you go? Should we talk some championship boxing? Let's do it. Tank Davis, yes. huge favorite, two minus two ninety right now against Ryan Garcia. This is a Showtime pay per view, just like the good old days coming out of Las yep. Vegas. T-Mobile Arena Saturday night bout. Yeah, Andy. Uh, these two boxers in their prime both come into this highly, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. anticipated bout with unblemished records. Neither of them have a loss. Both fighters are knockout artists, winning almost all their fights exclusively this is that this way. This fun. On, yeah. And I, this man. is what boxing should be. Yeah. This is this is the fight that everybody's been, you know, one of the fights that everybody's mm-hmm. been waiting for. This is the kind of boxing match that makes you buy that pay-per-view, like you are saying, like the old days, like the Tysons, like the Holyfields. Yep. You know, Golden boy back when he had something e- to him. Exactly. Exactly. So I do not like the line here just because that minus 290 is you know, there's no value there. Yeah, yeah. And I do think it should be a lot closer than that. They're not giving Ryan Garcia, you know, what he deserves Plus there. Plus 225, I think. Plus 225? Exactly. Yeah. So as, as bad as this is going to sound, uh, I have to back Garcia here because mm. I like, you know, I like the value on the underdog. Despite okay. the lesser experience in the resume, I like the value on Ryan Garcia. He's a smart, technical, methodical fighter that has both the physical tools and the mental prowess to come away with an upset here. It's not too often to say uh, a win would be an upset for a guy who's 23-0 with 19 knockouts, Andy. Right. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What a line. 23 wins, 19 by knockout. Uh, undefeated up to undefeated. this point. And yeah, and he's an underdog like that. Yeah. I don't think anyone would call you crazy for back and neck. Exactly. And even Javante Davis by KO or TKO, there's no value there, Andy. He's at minus 145. A minus? To win it 
by knockout. Wow. On the flip side of that, Ryan Garcia, that we just says has 19 knockouts of his own, is at a plus 390 to knock out Tank. So again, is the, this just where the majority of betters right now they haven't caught up to it? They haven't. They don't know much about Garcia. What's no, going on here? It, the whole thing is Tank Davis is the biggest biggest face on earth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's the biggest boxer cool on earth right now. The cool name, the cool guy. Uh, everybody just throwing money on Davis, and that's why you see it so out of whack here. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, do you have any type of a, a best bet or a parlay for the entire series here? You going to string something together? Yeah, Andy. I mean, I mean, I just got to go with those fights that I just talked about, you know, and kind of string them together. And you know, you got to start out with Tavares at a minus one sixty money line, then go with Blades at a minus one seventy, and then if you throw in that plus. 200 with Ryan Garcia. <laughs> uh, you know, you put 25 on that, you're returning 175. So yeah. that's a that's very good value. Not a lot of <laughs> money betting on, but right. it's a huge return if if that can happen. Again, that Ryan Garcia is a stretch, but there's no value in betting Javante Davis right now. Right, right. Even in the parlay, I mean, you already got two minus overwhelming favorites uh, going along exactly. there. So you, you got to get some value in there somehow, some way. And Garcia is a pretty good way to go about that. I think that. so. I think just people are sleeping on him right now. And Garcia's power shouldn't be understated either. You know, mm-hmm. he has the ability to put someone on the canvas quickly. I, I know Javante does as well, but he, they're not even giving, you know, Davis the. Yeah, yeah. They're just saying you flat out won already, and we've seen this time and time again when a you know oh, a we, fighter gets a bloated line, and then people cash in on the other side. We've seen a lot of this recently over the UFC. Yes, uh, especially on that last main card, that last pay per view. Exactly. Wow, I mean, we were looking at that was like three upsets in a row there. Three at one on, point. The, on the main card, <laughs> on the main card. Wow, so, uh, and we, you called a couple of them exactly. You did. No, that's the way it goes. <laughs> but yeah, with this boxing match, I just think Javante Davis is the only name that these people have heard. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like when we talked about Crawford the last time. That's yeah. the only name that mm-hmm. people had heard, and that's why, I mean, with rightfully so, he was a minus, yeah, yeah. you know, 400 or whatever, but to really get, you know, you know, uh, value on Davis, you're going to have mm-hmm. to wait until Saturday and go round by round and see if, you know, you get plus money right. there. Right. So that's, that's what I got right now, but yeah, give Garcia a shake. Well, I got a parlay for you here. Let's do it. Okay, so I'm talking, you know, we always like to uh, mention our partners, our yeah. sponsors, yeah, and that yeah, is yeah. the Nebraska Brewing Company. <laughs> we got a little something going on this weekend we with do. these guys. We do. Sunday, our first live broadcast. Yes. We are talking all Talladega, yeah. the Geico 500 at the Super Speedway there in Talladega. It's going to be a lot of fun. You got a prop sheet put together. Yep. 22 different props. That's free at the door and free prizes to go along with it if you pick the winners. Yes. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Talladega coming up here. Yep. But obviously, without we're I mean we're talking midweek, late week bets. Yeah. Sunday is going to be a lot of fun. That live broadcast is going to be over ESPN Tri Cities. Facebook page. That's going to be over WTL's YouTube page. We're also putting it up over our Twitter handle. So multiple ways to watch and get on the fun. And oh, by the way, this is going to be held at the Nebraska Brewing Company's tap room. Yes. There's going to be food. We got a catering service coming in, bringing barbecue. Uh, I think there's going to be some beers on tap there. uh, A couple anyways. (laughs) Uh, and there's been a, a few different podcasts that have been hosted there. A lot of our Husker buddies, yeah. uh, No Block, No Rock, those guys have hosted a couple different events, a couple live shows there. So we're kind of following suit. I think some of those guys are going to be there. I hope so. And like you said, we've been to a couple of those events, and they're a lot of fun. Yep. You know, great beer, great food, uh, great NASCAR talk. It's going to be a lot of fun, and hopefully a lot of people come out and watch us. The green flag drops it, too. So we're going to start the show at about 1230, wrap things up at about 130. Yeah. Uh, great food. They got a wall of pinball machines, too. Oh, it's so if, awesome. If you're a pinball and guy. the world's greatest machine in the history of the world, <laughs> NBA Jam. <laughs> you heard the horn right there. And yeah, if you follow us on uh, YouTube, you, you know that we've gone a few <laughs> rounds with the folks over there at the Brewing no Company on that NBA Jam arcade <laughs> game, that is for sure. So check us out if you can't make it to the brewery on Sunday. And then, oh, by the way, afterwards, after the live broadcast, we're going to have a watch party with a lot of fun things happening there for sure. as well. Nebraska Brewing Company, world-class in every glass. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. And welcome. 
Welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Klus, and joined by Gibran. Oh, the parlay. You got it. Pounder. You got and it. And I can't wait. Yeah. I really hope you got a parlay put together for this segment. Yeah. Because we're getting out there. <laughs> but believe it or not, this is an area where guys have been beating the books up the last few years. So yep. you knew we had to get into it. I'm talking about the NFL draft. You got it. Next Thursday, April 27th, beginning at 7 o'clock in the evening. And I think things are going to start with your Carolina Panthers. Back on March 10th, a little refresher for everybody. My Chicago Bears brilliantly traded away that first pick, (laughs) got the kitchen sink and everything else from the Carolina Panthers. But that's going to allow Frank Wright. To take his quarterback here, well, that's the guess, right? That's yep. why you move up on the board. And, of course, we're gonna, that's what we're talking about, odds. At first, everyone was saying C.J. Stroud, yeah, right? no doubt. Now I feel like people are talking Bryce Young yeah. out of Alabama. How are you leaning on this? With the Carolina Panthers, number one overall pick, Houston Texans, second overall, Arizona Cardinals, third overall. Yeah, Andy, and like you said, I wish that you, know, you could have threw a little cheddar on Bryce Young a couple weeks ago because this yeah, just yeah. switched with Bryce Young canceling his you know trips and you know visits to every other team except for the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting up on top of the board at minus twelve hundred to go number one. Yes. So that is pretty much a clear cut deal. Yeah. Bryce Young is my quarterback moving forward. I don't hate it, uh, but you know it just looks like that one's locked up yeah. to you know to really get value. You know that, that it, line has been moving like like a wildfire because yes. I'm looking at a line from just a few hours ago at minus four seventy. Yeah, no, and, and that would have even been better, but no, literally minus twelve hundred on DraftKings wow. right now wow. live. Uh, CJ Stroud all the way to plus eight hundred and number one pick. Uh, I just don't. I, they they don't put lines out like this if yeah. they know what's going on. So yep. minus twelve hundred. Bryce Young is definitely going to the Carolina Panthers. Quarterback of the future, you know, multiple Super Bowl champion uh, coming coming forward for the Carolina Panthers. Well, your second overall pick, you got C.J. Stroud there at about plus 150, I think is what I'm looking at yeah. on some of these books. That's also pretty good, good value to it. No, exactly, Andy. And uh, anybody that's trying to tell me that, you know, Will Anderson or Anthony Richardson or <laughs> Tyree Wilson is going number two, I think they're crazy. Okay. The Houston Texans would be absolutely be crazy not to take C.J. Stroud mm. at this number two pick. Yeah. You can find this, Andy, anywhere from what do you say? Uh, plus 150. I see it on DraftKings right now at plus 275 for wow. CJ Stroud to be taken cool. second overall to the Houston Texans. And there is some murmurs that they could trade the pick or anything like that. Even if they trade this pick, yeah. no matter who gets the pick, is picking C.J. Stroud. Right. No matter what, C.J. Stroud is going number two in this draft. Mm-hmm. It would be absolutely the biggest bonehead mistake in you know Houston Texans history if if they botch this one. Yeah, and it's one of those things where if you take him, you still got a lot of leverage, and you can exactly. trade him the same day. You can trade him within the hour. Yeah. No, you if know, you're looking for an edge rusher, great. You yeah. can get that edge rusher plus another pick in the draft. Yeah. So you have to take CJ. He's the biggest value target out there after Bryce Young with the Panthers. So uh, I think number two is locked in. Uh, DraftKings right now has CJ Stroud as a plus 125 for the third pick, Andy. So uh, obviously they they think they know something here that what they think is going to happen here is Oakland's going to trade up to Arizona's position to draft that quarterback. And that could happen, but I believe C.J. Stroud is going to be gone, so I don't think that line really stays there. Yeah, and I'm looking at, uh, I think this is MGM, bet MGM, and they're at plus 250 yeah. on the third. So you have better odds. Oh, wow. Um, and and we, we say it, but we don't say it often enough, shop it around, yeah, especially in sure. a case like this where, uh, of course, you're going to be in Iowa here, folks, so that means you're going to have DraftKings, you're going to have FanDuel, and every other sports book that's allowed to be played. Yeah, uh, from your phone, so you you get you got that access. You can be really quick, and as soon as you see a move, move a line really start moving. Yeah, the cat's probably out of the bag, it and is. you might be be behind it a little bit, but you can still get a bet in in real time. Yeah, if you're on it, and if you're going to be watching it anyway, let's say you're you're going to Ameristar, you're going to Harris, you know, have some fun. Yeah, but stay on top of it. Yep.
Well, I'm going to Kansas City. I'm going to watch my <laughs> number one quarterback walk across the stage oh, man. and welcome him to the Carolina Panthers. So I'm going Thursday night, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, like we said, on if Arizona keeps that pick at number three, Andy, mm-hmm. I believe that they are going to take Will Anderson Jr., the edge rusher, from Alabama, Andy. That's and, a great pick. I don't it, care. Where, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love and I, that. And I, I think that's the best pick for them. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting right now at a plus 250 for that for that pick, for that third pick, no matter who's picking it, he's at plus 250. So I yep. really like Will Anderson, plus 250 for three. For three, and I'm looking at plus 300. So, yeah, yeah it's right there. It's all that stuff. A um, lot of chatter lately talking yeah. about Will Levis, the guy out of the quarterback out of Kentucky. No I doubt. would not be surprised. Uh, I don't know what's going on with CJ Stroud. You know, going from yeah. first and maybe to second, now to third. I wouldn't be surprised if Levis jumps up to two or three. Yeah. Especially three. Exactly, Andy. And I got him all the way back at number 19 going to the Bucks. Well, that but wouldn't surprise me either. Exactly. This is crazy. I really do believe the third quarterback off the board, Andy, is Anthony Richardson from the Florida Gators. I don't believe it should be, hmm. but he has the most upside is what everybody's saying. He has the most big play potential out of yeah. any quarterback in the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a little bit of time there where the Carolina Panthers were locked in on him because Frank Reich said he's the best, best you know, right. coachable, big Coach, play yeah, guy. Measurables, measurables. Upside, high ceiling, so, all that stuff. I really, But I really see this guy, if the third pick goes like I think it's going to go with the Cardinals, Mm-hmm. Uh, the Colts are sitting there at four, and they're taking Anthony Richardson. You don't, yeah. Now we've seen some crazy things, yeah. uh, on draft day. I do think you, you're going to see more of a traditional, like let's say the Texans stay there to take Stroud, and then right away flip him, yeah, uh, with, for another first round pick. Yeah, so they're going to get, like you said, their edge rusher or, or whoever they're looking for, and another right? first round pick. Yeah, their linebacker, and still get a first round pick to follow. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at Bryce Young, number three overall, at plus four thousand. Yeah. I mean, you're not giving that any thought. No, I don't. I just don't think it's <laughs> going to happen. They don't give lines out like minus twelve hundred, <laughs> right? To the first round yeah. pick if they don't know that that's happening. Yeah. And in, in in for CJ Stroud to be number one draft pick at plus eight hundred, that's way too much for the books mm-hmm. to put out there with a chance for them to lose that. So yeah. I really think Bryce Young is locked and loaded. Uh, would I mind if CJ Stroud got? You know, drafted by the Panthers, obviously not. Right, right. I think it's it's those two guys, one and two, obviously. But no, I I can't give any thought to you know a plus four thousand, uh, you know, for third overall pick for Bryce Young. How about this one? Yeah, total number of running backs drafted in the first round. I got a one and a half at plus three fifty. Yeah, Andy, and you know. That's saying two running backs go in the first round. That's a plus money bet. Yeah. Two running backs plus 350. Well, Bijan Robinson from Texas obviously mm-hmm. should be a first rounder, but, you know, I'm kind of. People, they just don't draft running backs they, in the first round. No, it's just not. They, they don't do it anymore. It has to be, you know, a clear cut <laughs> Heisman guy, clear cut national championship guy with all the measurables, right. with the 40, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, obviously, I think you got, the under you got to go with the under. But there's no value. It's there's minus no value. 550. Yeah. It's minus 550. Exactly. It, no, uh, I just don't I don't think there's going to be another guy drafted in the first round, like you said. Uh, you know, one that I really like, Andy, is total defensive backs in the first round over Five and a half. It's at a minus one twenty-five right now. Ooh. I think that's hitting for sure. I think six five go half, easily. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest yeah. things yeah. in the first round of defensive backs, yeah. obviously. I think six of them. There's six really good ones out there. Yeah. So uh, at a minus one twenty-five, it's it's a lock for me. I mean, you see teams, uh, defensive teams in the NFL, take cornerbacks even when they don't need a quarterback. Exactly. Cornerback. They got three. They got four. First round, they still take a guy because they got him so high on his board. They can use him in a, a nickel, a dime defense, whatever. They don't care. They want the corners. They need in the, the safeties and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So, yeah, defensive backs. I mean, obviously, yep. Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. He's going to be a top 10 pick. I got him going to the Lions right now. And then, uh, you know, I think, I think you guys, uh, the Chicago Bears at number nine should be a lock, Andy. And for a corner? For an offensive tackle. Oh, I, I hope so. Yeah, my so, God, uh, that is one of my locks. I think if uh, we go all the way down to pick nine, Peter Storonsky is at a plus two 
hundred, Andy. And he's the offensive tackle out of Northwestern, 6'4", 313 pounds. I would love so that. So this has to be a lock. Number nine, go with the Bears with that offensive tackle. That is an absolute lock because that's the whole reason that they traded the pick to the Panthers mm-hmm. is to protect Justin Fields. Yeah. Already got all the weapons yep. around him that he could absolutely need. Yep. yep. This is a lock that Northwestern offensive tackle Peter Snoronsky at number nine at plus 200. And that's that. It's still a plus money bet, but it's not that big of a line. That's telling me that they're really thinking about it. It's locked. It in. has to be right. It has with 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 anything with uh, you know a, a, a quarterback dropping all the way to nine. Yeah, yeah. That they're like, okay, we could flip this for two offensive tackles. Right. You know, if you know, Anthony will Levis is still there. Exactly, something, something like that. Could uh, But. This is who they want. Yeah. I believe that the guy, the general manager for the Bears, is going to put the name on a notepad, walk into the office with it, and say, this is who we're picking number nine. I don't care what anybody says. So offensive tackle Man. for the Bears, Peter Snorowski, offensive tackle out of Northwestern. Lock it in. I hope that's the case. And then, you know, once you see that first guy go, you start to see a run of it. You see it with, yeah. you especially see it with the receivers or yeah, tight yeah, ends. Yeah, yeah. Let's stay with that offensive lineman for one more fun uh, little yeah. total number here. Offensive lineman taken in the first round, over under at five and a half. I got minus two fifty on that five and a half. Yeah, I'm, it, it's going to happen. Don't it's you going think? over. It's I going think over. So, yeah. I mean, like like you said, right after uh, your guy, Peter Snoronski, Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio yeah. State is going to go. Literally, probably the next pick. And mm-hmm. then you got so many other guys. Broderick, uh, Broderick Jones out of Georgia. He's going to go real high. Yeah, uh, it's good. It's too big of a position, yeah. and there's too many young quarterbacks in yeah. the National Football League right now that they have to protect them. Offensive yeah. lineman, over, over, over. And even if it's a quote-unquote bust, let's say you get yeah. a left tackle and it's a bust, well, you can still move him over to guard exactly. or to right tackle and still get four, five, exactly. six good years out of the guy. No so doubt about it. It's a little bit more of a safe bet on that front. Oh, you just heard the clock there. That means we're up against it. So let's take a quick minute. Unless do you got a parlay for this I draft? I do have a parlay. It's an NFL draft parlay. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's let's just a two-teamer. First two quarterbacks selected, exact order. Bryce Young going one, CJ Stroud going two. I got it at a minus 120 right now. Not yeah. a lot of value, but yeah. if you put 100 bucks on that, you're you're grabbing 80 back. So yeah. I think it's going to happen. I think it's a lock. These two are the best two players in the draft. It's going to happen. From reading between the lines and then just straight up reading the lines that have been written, that sounds like a pretty good solid bet, like you said, as close to a lock as you could ever get when it concerns the NFL draft. So I like it, even though it is a minus <laughs> one twenty. Yes, sir. Take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Stock and Rod Company. From hunting to fishing to everything in between, created for the outdoorsman whose love for adventure means it's always time to get their wild game on. Check them out at stockandrod.com. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL, Where's the Line, Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by Jabron, the Pounder. We're back. (laughs) Yes, we are. And man, what a show up to this point. I mean, we talked NFL draft, NBA playoffs a little bit there. Uh, Of course, we had to talk UFC, fight night. Always. World Championship Boxing. Always. Showtime. Now we're going to get into some NASCAR. We've got, we have too many NASCAR fans out there. It's kind of turned into a thing. Yeah. And this is a big one Talladega Super Speedway. Doesn't get much bigger than this, Andy. Sunday, April 23rd. The green flag drops at 2 p.m. on Fox. Great crew. They always do a good job. Pretty entertaining yeah. uh, group of fellas there. And oh, by the way, we're also going to be doing a live show broadcast at the Nebraska Brewing Company back there in the tap room. Yeah. With a watch party to follow. For sure, Andy. It's going to be a lot of fun. Like you said, come out to the draft house if you, if you can. Oh, yeah. Nebraska Brewing Company. We're going to give you you know nuggets that you can bet. We have a full free prop sheet with tons of great prizes. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a couple beers from the Nebraska Brewing Company, kind of that stuff. But great food, great great beer out there. But let's get in the lines a little bit here, Andy. Ryan Blaney and Joey Logano are the favorites to win heading into race week yeah. with both of them at plus 1,100 odds mm-hmm. on you know DraftKings. 
Vandal, whatever. Find your best. Like you said, yep. shop it around. Logano won this race in 2018, and Blaney won it in 2020. Right. So, obviously, there's you know a little buildup to why those guys are sitting there like that. Uh, Chastain and Chase Elliott follow at plus 1,200. Chastain. Elliott's coming back, right? Yeah. Yes. He's, he's coming back. He was, Elliott uh, is back for a second race. He came back last week. Um, returning last week, finishing tenth after fracturing his tibia and missing six races, so he's going to be, you know, on the prowl to get back into, you know, the shape of things and, you know, yep. doing on a short, uh, short track last week, you know, and finishing tenth. That's that's a good sign for Elliot. Yeah, I think this is a really fun dynamic. And uh, how about all the drama that happened in Martins? Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy last week. I mean, you had guys hollering at you. Look, I thought we we're going to have another uh, Tony Stewart helmet throw. Yep. Well, it could just be building up for Talladega, so keep keep your eyes glued to the TV. I also like the dynamic here where, you know, a lot of younger guys, a lot of short track yeah. guys kind of had their, their time in the sun. No doubt. And now you're getting guys like Brad Klinowski saying, okay, we're back to the super speedway. Yes. We're back to the big boys here. You guys, we're going to show you what we're made of. And you also got some of those traditional guys that are always near the top of the pack. They don't have a good start to this season. I think no. a lot of it had to do with those short tracks. For sure. Especially the dirt track, you know, in Bristol. You know, that was a curveball for a lot of it's, guys. It's a lot of fun for the fans, you yeah. know. But yep. it's, like you said, not for the, the guys that you like to do, do uh, Super mm-hmm. Speedway. So I think a lot of guys are drooling at the chance to get back in Talladega. And like you just said, I love that you said it. Brad Kalowski. He leads all active drivers with six career wins at yep. Talladega. The yep. most recent in 2021. Uh, and, you know... After a promising start to this year, he you know he's kind of backslid into double digit finishes in four straight. That's right. He's he's one of the main guys I'm talking about. Exactly, like, he's not so, off to the start that he wants. Exactly, he's at plus fifteen hundred right now, Andy. So that is a very good bet, Klowski. At for a top three finish, he's at plus yeah. three eighty, and for a top five, he's at plus one eighty five. So I yeah. like all three of those bets, yeah. you know, for the value. But obviously, he's going to be trying to get on top of that pole as well. Yeah, Caesar's got him right now at plus fifteen hundred. Yeah. So I, I really I think he's going to have a good pole run. I think he's going to be right there. Yeah, I'm thinking. Driving over to Iowa, maybe tonight. <laughs> Might as well. Right after in. we get done recording, get over there and get 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 my ticket in on exactly on Brad. Because I also just watched a talk show on Fox Sports uh, yesterday, day before. Yep. And I don't think it was an act. He appeared to be very confident yeah. in himself and his team and what they're going to be doing. You know, he he moved on uh, from Team Penske, and there's been some hiccups along the way oh, with yeah. that. Uh, but you still got a guy that runs well at a super speedway, and he feels pretty good about it. And he's also had some um, success with his new team on these super speedways. Sure. In Atlanta, he did well. Um, so I, I just like everything about Brad. And the fact that he's not one of your top dog leaders right now. Yeah, you get great value. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's one of those guys that I'm not afraid to sprinkle a little bit on yeah. early on here in the week. No, exactly, Andy. I love that you just said that because he was one of my main talking points that I came in here with. But we can't have the show without talking about the GOAT <laughs> right now, and that's Joey Logano. Owns three career yeah. Talladega Triumphs. Most recent came in 2018, and he's finished 26 or worse in four of his last five there. But betting sites clearly like how he's running this year when Joey Logano owns top tens in last three starts on asphalt tracks. So yeah. he is going to be there. He's gonna be up front. Yeah. It just depends if you know if he get if he's in a wreck or something, whatever. But Joey Logano, you can't right. go bad with that pick. Well, and this is what's fun about Talladega. Yes. It's, it's a big track. A lot of things are going to happen. Pack racing, you're going to hear that term a lot. Yeah, big ones. Uh, you, you big know. big uh, wrecks, big ones, yep. Yep, if you if you just go back and watch, uh, like, a, go get on YouTube and watch, like, a 10-minute highlight reel from yeah. last year. I mean, I think it was, like, on lap 30. Uh, <laughs> they they just dropped the green flag coming out of caution, and I'm yep. not kidding you. It was about 10 seconds into it, and it was like they, a 15 card pile. Yeah, they waved it again. Yep. <laughs> so, so, anything can happen. Um, but the way Joey Logano, and, and he's going to probably be one of those guys that's going to run a good pull because he's so good on these super speed exactly. wrecks on asphalt, as you mentioned. Uh, so if he's going to be able to avoid those early wrecks. I truly believe that. And if he can do that, you're just stacking your odds to be there at the end. Yeah. You're not going to, you know, the caution flag is going to come out, but that's going to be affecting the cars behind you. Yeah. You know, because you're you're up there in first or second no place, doubt. which I think Joey's going to get off to a good start here. Exactly, Andy. How about we do a little sleeper talk okay okay i'm on board one that i have to mention because i feel (laughs) like a doof for not doing it in the daytona 500 ricky steinhouse jr to win is at plus 
2000 right now. Yeah. The car that won the Daytona 500 may be in Tracks Museum, but Steinau still has touch when it comes to super speedway racing, like we've just been saying. Mm-hmm. He owns a first, a second, and two-thirds at the big track, even if he's been involved in too many crashes there yeah. of late. But I like Steinhaus, you know, in you know, in this draft of, you know, a whole bunch of guys. And, you know, it's it, it's used to be called a play track, and that's what he does. Yeah, yeah. So I really like Steinhaus Jr. at uh, Steinhaus Jr. at plus two thousand. He's another one of these guys that has gotten off to a rocky start, and not as exactly. good a start as, as what he had hoped for. Um, and a little bit of it is due to some fool's gold there. You know, he was in twenty eighth pace, and then he got into that wreck in, at Daytona. Atlanta's not a super speedway, but it has characteristics yeah. uh, like a super speedway. And he had a top 30, uh, 31st finish there in Atlanta. Not great, but he's still you know yeah. there. He no can doubt. still run good. So at thirty-five to one, is that what you're looking at? Thirty-five yeah. to one. Uh, that's a pretty good, pretty good bet to be laying there on a guy that not isn't warning much uh, talk right now. No, exactly. I just think you know they should put a little bit of respect on the Daytona 500 winner. So uh, I, I really like that plus two thousand right now. Like you said, where's my guy Kyle? Oh, he's down there. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm I'm a little surprised at how much uh, disrespect Kyle Larson's getting. Yeah. You know, it, it reminds me uh, a Nebraska reference here. Yeah. Uh, since 1973, all the way up until 1994, Tom Osborne <laughs> couldn't win the big one. Yeah. What's with the guy? He gets to a bowl game, he can't win the big. Can't win the <laughs> exactly. bowl. Exactly. And it's like Kyle Larson's the same type of talk. Like, oh, you just can't win at these big tracks. You yeah. can win everywhere else. You just uh-huh. can't win it. It's like you know, a lot of things happen at Talladega and, yes. and these super speedways. Okay. And I, Kyle Larson, does, shouldn't have to defend himself. No. The Tom Osborne shouldn't have had to defend his coaching acumen. Of course not. <laughs> but he did because. You know, it was that there's national, too much talk, right? Just the narrative, too much talk. Uh, and like you said, Kyle Larson, literally one of the best drivers in the world yeah. for years on years on years. At plus eighteen hundred, that's a crime. That's very good odds for a guy that can take down yeah. any race at any moment. Yep. Uh, plus three hundred in the top three, plus two twenty five in top five. So that's a really good value bet that I like for Kyle Larson because I believe he's probably going to be top five at a plus two twenty five bet. And you, you're you can at least put a top ten in there and feel all right about it. Yeah. Uh, there's also a lot of you know it's Thursday. A lot of the books are starting to open up. We're starting to see more lines. It's yeah. a little more guarded maybe than than some races uh, oh, no in, the, in the in the past. But that's because like you what you call it the playhouse. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. A lot of things, uh, the playground. A lot of things can happen here. Um, so. So the, you're going to see the the books are going to reflect that. They're going to they try are. and protect themselves a little bit. But you're starting to see more things come out. And Kyle Larson uh, attracts a lot of attention. So yeah. you're starting to see a lot of head-to-heads. And I don't feel bad about sprinkling a little bit on him on any of these head-to-heads. Of course not. I mean, I, I don't I don't care if it's Joey Logano. I mean, I probably would pick Logano. But I'm <laughs> exactly. saying you wouldn't be an idiot. Like, there are so many shows that I've listened to, articles that i read that, man, they're just throwing so much shade right now at Kyle Larson. <laughs> it has me thinking, like, man, I better start zigging when everyone else is zagging. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. The uh, disrespect is out of hand for him. Uh, and I, I'm expecting a good race from Kyle Larson. Now, what what happened with Truex Jr. last Martin Truex Jr. yet? Uh, last week, he, uh, he got in a little bit of a scuttle. A little fender bender. Yeah. Um, you and, know. Did, and did he? Is he paying a little bit of a fine here? Or it got reduced. I, I think his team or he he brought it to the NASCAR. Whatever happened, he's at plus three thousand yeah. here heading into Talladega, and I think that's a little bit of the fallout uh, following what happened at uh, Martinsville last week. I mean, he still he finished third in that in that race, so he, you know he's mm-hmm. still <laughs> it went Kyle Larson, Logano. Trucks Jr. So uh, obviously he, he's you know maybe a little bit in bad blood with some of the drivers, but obviously mm-hmm. he's still one of the best. And he's sitting in Cup Series points. He's in fifth, you know, right behind Larson at fourth. So this yeah. guy is one of the best. Uh, he, he, you know, well, he's uh, at plus three thousand heading into this one. Exactly. So I think he might have to start back a little bit, but you know, don't count him out. Don't count them out. All right. Do you have any type of a fun little parlay or another long shot that you want to this talk about? This is just one of my best bets of the day, Andy. Okay. And, it, and it just Here goes go. with race, the race winner and the manufacturer. Oh, okay. We got Chevy sitting at plus 125, Ford at plus 140, and Toyota sitting at plus 330. You know what? I'm going with my Ford guys. There's just too many up at the top of the list for me to mm-hmm. look past. You got Logano. You got Kevin Harvick. You got Blaney. You got Kelowski. 
should I go on? You got Bushler, you got McDowell. Yeah. Uh, it's I just think Ford is just through the roof. The better the better pick yeah. at plus one forty. I love the bet with the plus money. Obviously, the two top guys, uh, you know, with Logano and. Uh, Harvick sitting Harvick. there yep, yep, yep. In, in the Ford car. So I'm going Ford on that one with a plus 140. I don't think you can go wrong there. And I also saw another one of those props uh, about a top finish Chevy. And there's a lot of Chevys uh, as well yeah, that no run, run good at the big track. And and like we said, I'll just go back to it. Anything can happen. Yep. This is Dega. Yeah, it is Dega. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I was saying, the, I don't see how, uh, you know, the, the manufacturer Ford has the second best odds when they're the two guys at top two of the pole the are, are Blaney and <laughs> right. Logano, and they both run Ford. So I yep. think it's a I think it's a good you know piece at a plus one forty that uh, people hey. can make some money on. Hey, you did some digging there. I think you might have found something. I there like that. I like that a lot. And let's <laughs> one more reminder: yeah. we are going to have our first ever live broadcast at the Nebraska Brewing Company's Tap Room. Like us, follow, subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Click that notification. Uh, YouTube will let you know on your cell phone that, yeah. hey, you got to get in front of the TV to watch the, pre- the pregame show. We're going to have – we got a few guests, return guests. Yeah. Jake Bartecki, and I think you got a motorhead. Yeah, I do. Robert Knapp out of Omaha. Ooh. He's, uh, you know, one of the oldest uh, race fans that I know. And, yeah, that's all he talks about when he talks to me. So uh, Bartecki <laughs> and Knapp will be, you know, rounding us out, and we're going to have a good show. We got a prop sheet with about 20, 25, 22 different props on there, free to play, free prizes. Uh, pick a winner, probably get a free beer out of the deal yeah, at sure. minimum. going to have some games going on there. The green flag drops at 2 in the afternoon on Sunday, meaning our show will probably kick off around 12.30, wrap things up at 1.30, allow everyone that's there to get some of the barbecue. We're going to have a catering service there. So if you can, head on out to the Nebraska Brewing Company's tap room there in La Vista, Nebraska. Be part of the fun, and obviously there will be a watch party to follow. Yeah. Geico 500. It's Dega, baby. It's down to Dega. Well, that was... That'll about do it for yeah. uh, WTL this week, man. We uh, we touched all the bases. We on went this through one. it all. My <laughs> goodness, my goodness. For Jabron, the parlay pounder. My name's Andy Klassen. This has been WTL. Thank you for listening.